0: Let's just hop right into this. No crazy intros, no promotions or anything. Let's just jump right in, okay? This is Benchformers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast, and I am your host with his voice back, Jacob. At least it's back enough to the point where I can yell into this microphone. I wasn't going to record today. I had no intentions on it. But a story has been breaking that is so big, I was forced to get out the equipment. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way first, though. Starting off, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks being the NBA champions. They won a tough six-game series. Phoenix played their hearts out, but weren't able to get the job done. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is now possibly the best player in the NBA. He's 26 years old he is a force to be reckoned with and milwaukee is probably not done in the championship department they're probably gonna be back there again someday my prediction of phoenix winning this series was wrong there you go but milwaukee that city definitely besides being close to the green bay packers has another championship to celebrate Since that one, the Packers won in 2011, I believe it was, or 2010. Great day for Milwaukee. Hopefully, they're able to keep the team. Hopefully, they don't dissolve. And that would be great for the sport of basketball. Because Milwaukee's a very likable team. Giannis is a likable superstar, unlike LeBum James. So, we could just say that. Yes. Anyways, I don't really like LeBron James. But that's besides the point. So, the other big news is uh, a team got renamed to uh, the Cleveland Guardians. What do I think of the logo? It's kind of lame. It's not really great. I know a baseball story on the show, eh? The logo's not fantastic. The name, Guardians, it sounds kind of like one of those generic names that was spit out of a machine, but you all know what they... The name's changed now, so Cleveland Guardians, not a bad name, kind of generic, not bad. Logo, kind of lame, but if you have a good team on the field, I assure you, people will change their minds about that logo and about that name. I mean, they already are with uh, our third little story, before we get to the real big one. The Seattle Kraken had their expansion draft, and I'm not going to pretend to uh, be a hockey analyst, because I don't know anything about it. They NHL team's got to protect seven players or something and a defenseman and a goalie. Maybe they could protect nine or maybe they could protect eight. Either way, you could protect a certain number of guys. Everyone online has been ripping this draft and everyone's saying this team's so bad. and Everyone's saying, how could they not take Carey Price? How could they not take Tarasenko? How could they not take Ovechkin Jr.? I How could they not take Sidney Crosby? Everyone yells everyone's angry everyone's trying to explain how they're a genius and how if they were in charge of seattle they would have built the next pittsburgh penguins dynasty well i have a secret for you folks you all said the same thing about vegas every single one of you tripping the kraken right now when vegas's team was put together said ah what is vegas doing ah what has vegas done ah vegas has lost their minds but guess what happened? Vegas went to the Stanley Cup, and then all of a sudden, everyone believed in the team. Everyone knew about it. So let me say this. is the Seattle Kraken somehow find their way into the playoffs, everybody who I'm seeing complain that they didn't take Price, Tarasenko, didn't draft Sidney Crosby Jr. in this little expansion thing, I don't want to hear you saying that you believed in this team, because you're all saying they're awful, and you're calling the Seattle, what what is it, They're they're idiots or something, the management, I don't know, you're calling them idiots. I don't understand it. If you want to talk about just kind of dumb low, Like, what is the Seattle Kraken logo? I don't like... You could have done something way cooler than an S with an I. I am not about... the. The jersey looks okay. It's something unique. It's probably the last expansion team I'm going to see in my lifetime. Hopefully there's some relocations out of some bad markets. But besides the point, I mean... This Seattle thing, I am... I'm I'm more on board with the players and less on board with the jerseys. Plus, here's the thing too: there's gonna be trades. Guys are gonna trade, and I'm gonna explain this Carey Price thing simply because I don't think people are are kind of seeing eye to eye with me on this. Carey Price is like 33 years old. He's getting 10.5 million dollars, and he's gonna get an 11. I can't even talk. I almost said Elvin. An 11 million dollar bonus. He's going to get a boatload of money, a Brinks truck, whatever truck you want to say the money comes in. But Carey Price, is he might be worth it till he's 36. But with this Seattle team, are you expecting to be a deep run playoff team in the next two, three years? Are you expecting to be that good? And are you going to take older guys when you can take younger guys you can try to Built around like I just don't understand, especially because the cap he's gonna cost," said <coughs> cough quickly. "Little cap, the massive cap he's gonna cost towards the end of his career when he's probably gonna be your backup goalie. You guys dodged a bullet about uh, the St. Louis guy, Tarasenko. Uh, I don't know even know if he's still good. I have no clue. I don't want to lie to you and say he's a mega star. They had to take him, but. I, I just don't know who he is, really. I know he won a cup. He's I, I hear he's a solid player, but I don't know much about the guy. But Price, you dodged a bullet there. Why would you have taken Price? I mean, this was a win for everybody. It's a win for Seattle, because now you probably could have sold a lot of jerseys. But the question is, would, would it matter when you're getting these massive financial debts because of what you're paying Price when he's your third goalie on the depth chart? Like, Montreal was probably hoping they took him. Deep down, I think they were all right with it. Jake Allen's fine enough. Now, what? What are my thoughts on this? I'm happy because at least now my Price jersey hasn't lost value. At least now, maybe in the next two years, we can make a deep run or something with uh, Price again if we can just make the playoffs. Because he's a he's a he kind of goes Super Saiyan in the playoffs. He's he's a playoff goalie. Let's be real. He sometimes doesn't always perform in the regular season, but once he gets to those playoffs, he's usually solid enough. So, I mean, Shea Weber for the Canadiens is out now, so we got to fill those shoes. Deneau wants that brings a truck full of money that we're not going to give them. I don't know. I, I don't know how hockey contracts really work as much, so I know their cap is probably going down because they've lost a lot of money, but anyways, I know Leaf fans, to my joy, were angry about McCann getting taken because they didn't protect him. And... As to that, I say, sure, sure, be angry. I like that. When you guys are angry, it makes me happy. But when you guys are happy, it also makes me happy, okay? Because I love you guys. That's the hockey update. Alright, I spent eight minutes not talking about college football. That's got to be a new record. Let's jump into this big story here. So, for those of you who follow college... let, Let me paint the scene for a sec if you don't know much about college football. If you are a fan of, uh, let's just say for fun, the NFL or the NHL, you have your conferences, right? The East and West. Or in the NFL, you have like the NFC, the AFC. In college football, there's like a bunch of, there's a lot of conferences. Sometimes they even play each other, kind of like the NFL, but you mostly stay in your conference. But the conferences, although not completely geographic, are mostly geographic. So, like, the ACC is, like, mostly the Atlantic coast, plus Notre Dame from last year. Got the SEC, which is pretty much the southeast of the United States, stretching from, like, Florida to South Carolina to, like, Arkansas down to Texas. Then you got the Big 12, which has historically been a very Texas conference with the Texases and the Oklahomas, and uh, it used to be... Well, we'll talk about that later, but the Big 12 has always been kind of the more central conference. You had the Pac-12 on the West Coast, and uh, you have the Big 10, kind of in the Midwest, the northern part of the United States. So, Texas and Oklahoma have always been a part of this conference called the Big 12. Not not like throughout their whole history. I mean, there were times where they were part of different conferences, like in, the, like in the, I believe it was the 60s, they were in a different one, because I don't... I don't know what was going on back then with the Big 12, but besides the point, they are pretty historic teams being in the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma. They've been there for a long time. I don't know the exact years, but it's been a long time. They've basically pulled that conference when it comes to ratings and uh, interest, uh, because with all due respect to Iowa State and a team like, let's say, uh, Kansas State, those are fine schools and they do good business, but they don't generate the football interest it's definitely always been Texas Oklahoma now basketball that's a different story Kansas gives you some basketball content but basketball doesn't make a fraction of the football money so to hell with that basically what's going on right now is Texas and Oklahoma want to move from the Big 12 to the SEC so the SEC is the top conference in all of college football right Okay, I'm going to stop explaining it now. Now we're going to go more towards the hardcore fans, okay? So we're going away now. I've explained it what I can. The SEC is, by far, as we know, the best conference in college football. By far. It's not even close. Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Arkansas time to time, Heck, South Carolina from 2010 to 2014. Mizzou gets hot every you know half decade. They have amazing teams in there. Just mega star teams. It's a stack conference. And it makes the most money. And we know this from their television deals. Texas and Oklahoma. For a long time. So the first conference in my kind of recent memory that went down was called the Big East. The Big East was kind of like a hybrid of the ACC and the Big Ten, in a way. And it was mostly a basketball conference. And historically, they went down kind of in like the 20... It was always going down ship in the 2000s, but in the 2010s, it finally died. It just ceased to exist. Which then basically, I think 2013 or 2012 might have been the last year of the Big East. Which then gave way to the Big 12 to absorb some of these teams, for the ACC to absorb some of these teams... And ever since a school called Texas A&M left the Big 12, and a school called Colorado a little earlier left the Big 12, and Nebraska left the Big 12, the conference has kind of been all on the shoulders of Texas and Oklahoma. The conference has always felt like it had a downward trajectory, though. They always get criticized for playing no defense. They're usually the weakest of the, well, maybe not the weakest, the Pac-12 has probably taken that spot, but... You could for a while make an argument that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were pretty similar in star power, especially at the top, but Texas and, or, or I guess never Texas, but Oklahoma always made the playoff, which at least gave the Big 12 boost, right? It gave them a jumping platform where they could be like a little higher than some other conferences and teams. But sadly, there comes a point when Oklahoma and Texas look to their left and right, and they look to the left, and they look at the Big 12, and there's not a lot of money in it. Then they look to the right, and they see that they could make barrels of money in the SEC. So they say, well, let's just join and make it even more powerful. They're geography-wise kind of close enough. But, I mean, I, there's no reason why they can't join. I mean, they're still Southeast, if that even matters. But, see, it's here's where the confliction comes for me. I love the old Big 12 of Nebraska and Oklahoma and Texas and Colorado, Kansas. Like, the old Big 12 is so cool. There's so much history to it. It used to be called the Big 8 as well. Might have even been at some point a lower number, the Big 6. Who knows? But there's something about it that's just... There's a lot of charm to it. The Big 12's done so much for football with the air raid offense kind of... It didn't start there, but it definitely kind of made its rounds there and got big there in the Big 12, thanks to uh, Mike Leach, for example, was a very big uh, factor in that. Now, University of Hawaii was also big for the air raid, but I'm just giving an example here. The Big 12 really made it national, to the point where everyone uses a version of it basically today, or at least airs it out more. (coughs) Another thing, too, is uh, when you think Big 12, those are the two schools you think of. So the question now becomes is apparently this deal is almost inked. These two schools are going to be moving to the SEC, which is going to cause the SEC to realign. They're going to have to change some boundaries about where teams play and who they play, which is completely fine. It's just going to be a little bit more of a difficult process. Like, I could definitely see maybe, for example... Auburn maybe getting moved to our like to the South Carolina east side uh, I'm trying to think of another team uh, They could definitely do some moves. I'd have to look it at it geography wise, but actually we'll just turn around and look at the map right now uh, uh, Okay, I don't like this Alabama is closer than uh, Louisiana, so we might get Alabama and Auburn in our conference Although, I don't think they'd want to do that because they'd be missing out on too much money. Alabama's probably not moving conference sides. They probably would rather keep them. But, we'll let the SEC people worry about that and not me looking at my map, turning my back to it. Uh. So, that's that, just quickly. The other big thing, though, is now the Big 12 has gone so south to the point where other teams are now looking to new conferences. So, the Pac-12 is now looking to absorb some of these teams as a lot of teams are wanting to leave like Baylor apparently is trying to get out Kansas is trying to get out let me let me look at this list quickly let me just take a look quickly this is from uh, unnecessary roughness is the source okay from twitter and it was a TC insider reported that TCU Baylor and Texas Tech are reaching out to the big uh sorry to the Pac 12 Which is the East, oh sorry, the West Coast League. This is really scary. The Big 12 is genuinely imploding in front of us. And there's not really a lot they can do. The biggest loser in all this might actually be West Virginia. They were in the dying Big East, now they're in the dying Big 12. The ACC doesn't want them. The Big 10 doesn't want them. No one really wants them. So I don't know what West Virginia is exactly going to do cuz they're a power program and they got to find a conference they can be a part of and they got to do it quickly. If I had to maybe give advice about what the Big 12 should do, and this might be a stretch, but here's an idea, okay? There's something called the American Conference, which for a while has been like the fifth best con- sorry, sixth best conference in football. It's been like if there was a Power 6, it'd be the sixth. The Big 12 implodes, Maybe teams like Iowa State, West Virginia, possibly uh, the other school, maybe one of the Kansases, they should join this American Conference, which has Cincinnati, UCF, USF, a bunch of other massive kind of fringe schools in Houston. Maybe they should join together and make a new American Big Twelve or an American, the Big American Conference. Let's go with that. Because some of these schools are going to, like a lot of these Texas schools are going to be leaving for the Pac-12, which I don't think the Pac-12 wants some of them, to tell you the truth. I think they don't care for them, because the Pac-12 doesn't really care about football that much, in my opinion at least. They don't seem to invest in it the way other schools do. Uh, so if I had to give an idea here, if those some of those Texas schools don't make it there, why not create the Big American Conference? Merge the two. And do your... Like, you lost Texas-Oklahoma. Why not create a new brand now and make that new American conference the Power 5 again? Because we're about to lose the Power 5. It's about to become the Power 4. And when we get to the Power 4, that's when... Now even less of college football has a chance of making it far. Because the Big 12 now is not considered elite anymore without those two schools. And I mean that with all due respect. So it's going to be... It's just going to be weird. I mean... It might just be a complete dissolve where all these schools find places. Like, maybe push comes to shove. The ACC will accept West Virginia. But the ACC has never wanted them. It's never cared for them. Maybe because Virginia and Virginia Tech are there. But, and, like, it's just, it's very complicated. I don't think West Virginia has the, what is it, the GPA requirements to join the Big Ten. So I really don't think the Big Ten has any interest in them or care for them. So West Virginia is the big loser in all this, because where are they going to go? They could go to the American, but they're losing out on so much money, and they're losing their Power 5 status. Could they go independent? Yeah, they could go independent, but you're losing so much money from these conferences. Because West Virginia is no Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't need a conference because they make so much money off individual independent television deals. They don't need a conference. West Virginia needs a conference because there's not people in California... Tuning in to West Virginia games. And that's the sad reality. They are for Notre Dame. They're not for West Virginia. Whew. I don't like this. This changes college football. I think the conferences right now are good the way they are. If you had to do something, in my opinion, maybe, maybe, if anything, find a way to get Nebraska. Like the only th- there's only two changes I've wanted in college football. And ironically, they've been about the Big 12. Sorry, I lied. Three. Number one is I've always wanted Notre Dame to join the Big Ten. Because I think it would add new kind of prestige to the conference. And when you added Notre Dame, maybe you could throw in, uh, I don't know. Let's just find another team we could throw in with them. Iowa State, let's just say. Because who cares? That's fine. But the other two I've always wanted was Nebraska to join the Big 12 again. In Colorado to join the... Sorry, not Big Ten. Let me restart that whole sentence. I've always wanted Colorado to join the Big 12 again... ...and Nebraska to join the Big 12... ...because that is their conference. And if you look at Nebraska football... ...and heck, I look at them on the map... ...they have gone so downhill... ...ever since they left. And I'll tell you why. Because they don't have the Texas recruiting grounds anymore. They used to go down to Texas, get some notoriety... ...they're not in Texas anymore. And if you can't recruit Texas... You're not going to do anything in this sport. That's just a sad reality. If you can't recruit Texas or you can't recruit Florida, you're just not going to do nothing in the sport. And that's what history tells us at the moment. Whew. This is one of my longer ones, eh? Going over 20 minutes here. So in conclusion, I don't like this happening, but I understand it. It makes perfect sense. Make more money in the SEC, and you're going to get more notoriety. You're bringing up the prestige of the SEC to the point where they might put three. You know, If they went to a 12-team playoff, maybe five or six teams from the SEC would make it. And I don't mean that as a joke. That's how much talent there is in the SEC right now. Oklahoma's probably, their coaching staff isn't happy about this, but their wallets are. Also, with NIL money coming in, who doesn't want a slice of that SEC pie? There's more autographs to be had in the SEC than the Big 12. Even though you're not going to be the biggest boy at the table... At least you're big enough, and being big enough is bigger than being the biggest boy at the Big 12 table. So being the third biggest boy at the SEC table might be better than being by far the biggest boy at the Big 12 table, and I understand that, and we all gotta eat our cash here. It might be sad, but it's just inevitable, I guess. I'm trying to think of the tag for this episode. Sometimes you know you gotta follow the money, I guess. That's not a bad title. Sometimes Texas, Oklahoma, they're following the money here. They know what they're doing. The rest of the Big 12 has no clue what they're doing. Some of them want to jump ship to the West Coast. Some don't know what to do. My conclusion, make the big American conference. Join with a mid-tier conference and turn them into a power conference. That would make things so much more exciting and better for everyone. Because if you don't, I mean, poor West Virginia is probably going to be independent. And... That's not good for anybody. So, every. No, you know what? The tag of this episode is going to be don't make West Virginia an independent school. Let's keep them in a conference. Hope the Big 12 is not going to survive this, though. It's over. I think if when the second that Texas and Oklahoma officially sign, if they don't, this is great. But if they do, that's the end of the Big 12. And it's going to go the way of the Big East. It's sad, but that's just the way she goes. Everyone, thanks for listening to the show. Closing coming up in a second. Thank you. You just listened to Ben Tormer's Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you listen again. Until then, God bless, praise Christ, and thank you for listening to the show.